in the dead of night, two travelers emerge from a wood line into an ancient cemetery with endless rows of decrepit monuments. The bone-white light of the moon cuts across the pair's grim faces. Ahead of them lies their destination, an ancient gray mausoleum. They trudge through the muddy field towards their end without complaint. Are you seriously going to narrate everything, Cap? Without Complaint, Katie, without complaint. I'm not sure if the bone white light of the moon is bright enough for you to see my eyes rolling. I can see it. And why did we cut through the woods? There's a walking path from the parking lot. Because emerging from the forest is more mysterious. Let's let's just go in. Well, well, well. Look what the cat drag did. Holy crap, is that a skeleton? Specifically, it's a crime skeleton, and it can't hurt you. It can only try to make you confess. You can save yourself a whole lot of trouble if you just admit what you did. Stay your motives. Our motive is to join an occult ritual. Told you. You're releasing your own recognizance, see? Don't get any funny ideas. Uh, let's, let's, let's just go in. Glad you can make it. Everything's just about set up. Is that a Ouija board? It's inscribed with the proper runes, too. Nice. All right. Everyone take a seat and put your hands on the planchette, the uh, the guitar pick looking thing. We call upon the spirits of the void. Manifest and make your presence known. I ward this room against unwanted entities. I ward this room against unwanted entities. Entities is hard to say. It is. Entities. <laughs> I ward this room against unwanted entities. This seance may feature words and situations not appropriate for young, listless souls. It is for mature beings and the ghosts of juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, our cult looks into claims we find online, answer your questions, and say bad words. A dick mala verba. A dick mala verba. A dick mala verba. We call upon the void to deliver the spirit of Matt Saint Sing. You know I'm not dead, right? Yeah. It was implied. Who are you? Totally not dead. <laughs> Unless this is like a Sixth Sense situation. What do you mean? You know, like in the movie, The Sixth Sense. It drives people nuts when I tell them I've never seen it. 
In The Sixth Sense, Bruce Willis is a psychologist training this little boy who can see ghosts and they like solve a girl's murder and make her ghost happy. Then Bruce Willis finds out he was a ghost all along. That's the twist. Hello. Matt, Matt, you're, you're fading away. It was his unfinished business. He always secretly wanted to know what happens in that movie. And now, now he knows. He's like that photograph in Back to the Future. Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to Fill the space between a hard place and a rock is all we do But we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth What do we know? A trips to telephones that are no different to you Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself My name is Ryan the Machete Placetti, and I'm here to saw through the sinewy tendrils of the Gordian knot of the internet's bullshit. I'm Katie Stroud. I'm just here for a good time and also maybe because I'm a little afraid of Ryan and not my husband, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> this Ryan. <laughs> I'm a little frightened. So for our audience listeners at home, Katie is married to Ryan, who had previously appeared on our show. Uh, his episode was Cena Later Alligator. And you can check that out if you look at our back catalog. But we have a third host. That's me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we do have a third host and, today. <laughs> and holding the still beating heart of comedy, it's me, Cap, once again. God. Is, is, is that still beating? <laughs> We're doing the best we can. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, this is our Halloween special, if you could Ooh. not tell. Yeah, we, we did the, the whole skit in the beginning and everything. That should, that should put everybody in the Halloween spooky time mood. Um, so I wanted to start off this episode just asking, like, do you and in your households have any Halloween traditions? What do you do for Halloween? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I'm wearing cat ears right now. You just can't see it. I'm festive. Oh, so festive. <laughs> I know. I, I feel bad. I feel bad. I lied and told you guys I was going to wear a costume. <laughs> yeah, I was excited. I was looking forward to it. We don't do too much in my house. I turn off the lights so trick-or-treaters don't come by. And I usually, I like to set up like a projector with a screen and watch scary movies in the family room with all the candy that I would have given to children, but <laughs> on my own. I, I love your entitled no kids greed. I appreciate yeah. it. In fact, <laughs> I love it. I'm envious of it. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I end up having to, you know, we take the kids out trick or treating, but mostly it's just a uh, walk and drink type situation. Love that. Bring a couple beers on the road. I can totally appreciate your lack of traditions. Uh, but for people who do have holiday traditions, a lot of times things that go hand in hand with holidays are like seasonal foods. And that brings us to a meme that I found floating around on Twitter. And it is a picture of some Oscar Mayer Ooh. hot dogs. And they are labeled <laughs> Halloweeners, black licorice flavored <laughs> hot dogs made with chicken, pork, beef, and black licorice. Now, you said people with traditions for holidays, but these are these are nasty people. These are, these are people who these like are, to get real nasty with their <laughs> Halloween traditions. These are dirty birds right here. Yeah. <laughs> Halloweeners, come on. <laughs> but yeah, so this this image actually made the rounds uh pretty quickly last year and had been and was debunked by all sorts of media outlets including Snopes and USA Today, which as we all know is a top-rate news organization that 
hits all the hard topics like Halloweeners. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess first question is, would you? Uh, presuming you eat meat. I'd give it the old smell test for sure, because black <laughs> licorice is just... I can see if they put like charcoal in here for the color. Yeah. But putting black licorice in here is just a sin to God. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I beg to differ because I'm pretty sure that the existence of these (laughs) Halloweeners black licorice flavored hot dogs would be proof that God does not exist. Yeah, that is that is fair. This is this is foul. Katie. Yeah, I I hate to admit that I would try it if it was just like (laughs) charcoal. Like, but what do you put on it? Yeah, but black licorice makes me. Um, I can't. I don't mind black licorice. It's a it's a tasty thing, but no. But mixed with all You're my wrong. wiener meat, that's not good. <laughs> thing is, though, like you, you you might use uh, and depending on where you're from, you might pronounce it anus seed, um, <laughs> or as we say in America, anise, because we don't like saying anus if we can avoid it. <laughs> I love saying anus. <laughs> <laughs> There are savory preparations for meat products that include like that kind of licorice flavor. Even dried basil has kind of a licorice flavor to it. So I, I'm not necessarily turned off by the possibility that this might have a black licorice flavor. It's just to what extent? Like, what's the ratio black licorice to, <laughs> you know, umami? I think I'm turning around on this because I think one of these with a thick layer of sauerkraut on top would taste oh. pretty okay. <laughs> Maybe that's maybe that's wrong. It's like you're, I you're, think it sounds pretty good now. It sounds like you're eating like a German tourist in Greece. Exactly. Just a little, just like a little little ouzo and sauerkraut. When in Rome, you know. <laughs> when I in mean, hell. I, <laughs> I really appreciate a good pun. So mm-hmm. I would try just for the name. I would I would give them my money just for some Halloweeners. <laughs> These also seem it would be good for like in in the case of like um, bathing suits that dissolve in the water. This is a good prank wiener. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. I I would buy this. Like you you were literally talking to a guy who has a can of imported Japanese whale flavored horse meat on on a shelf in my kitchen, just waiting for the opportunity to YouTube it. Classic episode 15 (laughs) or something. It, it, it literally exists. Like I went out and I bought that horse meat. It exists in my house right now. I just haven't had the gumption or the drive to eat it in front of a camera yet. It also looks like this person edited that there's 420 milligrams of sodium. And that's just funny. <laughs> I think that's oh, probably an accurate oh, amount of sodium. I think <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the right amount of sodium for a regular Oscar Mayer wiener. Does this QR sure. code lead me anywhere? Hold on. Uh, I don't know. I think it might be too blurry. There's a lot of compression going on in this version yeah, of the photo. Probably, probably because it's been moved between like multiple platforms. I know like Facebook will compress your images for you. Um, I want it so, so bad though. I, I, I did look into this. And if you notice on the top left on, on one of the dogs, it has a little at box of chowder on there. So mm-hmm, you got a little mm-hmm. watermark telling you where to go. So it turns out this account at box of chowder, which is uh, active on Instagram, Twitter, and a couple other platforms. Is a and it's a social media account posting Photoshop parody products. Uh, they're oh. not attempting to actively pass them off as the real thing. However, people have taken it and run. So I guess the real horror <laughs> here is the absence of online information literacy, which is why I have a show. <laughs> kind of, kind of. And I like making dick jokes. <laughs> so this year, 
at Box of Chowder has returned to form with uh, Halloweeners version two. This is a much better resolution photo. Oh, it's great. It's it's clean. It's 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 clean. It's clear. A lot of and, hand. And uh, yeah, yeah. Like you could probably read <laughs> this guy's fingerprints. That's how good this image is. But this year's Halloweeners do differ. It's Halloweeners candy corn flavored hot dogs and the hot Ugh. dogs are literally three <laughs> different colors. <laughs> like it's like instead of white. so yeah it's 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 yellow it's yellow at one end with orange in the middle and then instead of white like you would expect with candy corn it is the most dead hot dog looking color possible (laughs) it's like half boiled on one end and then dipped in sulfur on the other it's it's a nightmare yeah it looks like it's it it looks like it's turmeric chili powder and just bland so at box of chowder is still watermarked on here but it's it's white and it's the same color as uh, a lot of the other writing. So it kind of blends in a little bit easier. So this one could certainly go viral also at some point. Uh, I, I, to my knowledge, it has not. Again, I think I would eat these. I like candy corn. I might be one of the oddballs here, but I, I enjoy a candy corn from time to time. And like the idea of a sweet sausage, it could be done. I'm, I'm not opposed to it. Like even, uh, you know, getting back to the licorice thing, Italian sausage. Italian sausage uh, typically incorporates fennel seed, which does have that licorice flavor. It's not out of the realm of possibility. And we're looking at a little bit more sodium with this one, 450. But they did add I don't think 20 they're grams of sugar. <laughs> they no? did add you that. Yeah, I was about to say, there's definitely not sugar typically, especially 20 grams of sugar in hot dogs. The 450 <laughs> mil- milligrams of sodium might be completely accurate. Although it does say uncured wieners made with turkey. Wouldn't Okay, well, let's not get into the difference between what a cured and uncured wiener is. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had syphilis <laughs> for a very long time. I'm Jewish, but I'm not a moil. I've never I've never had syphilis for the, for the record, but but it's it's not always what you say. It's what you're not saying. So <laughs> my STI history is mine. Thank you very much. Just some of the other products on his website. I just I just wanted to throw a quick slideshow together for you. This is his extra creamy ripped cream. Uh, and Cap, <laughs> Cap, would you do us a solid and just go ahead and describe this? The bottle of whipped cream I see before me, which. This is a great photo. You should put it on some sort of social media because he's gone through and put this image of a ripped body of whipped cream on all of the cans behind it. And it's really dedication (laughs) to the bit. And I really like it. But this is extra creamy ripped cream with creatine. And what we see here is a bottle of whipped cream with just, if you imagine the Michelin man, but instead of like rolls, it's beefy muscles like Atlas mm-hmm. holding up the world. This is a headless creature, mind you. There's only a dollop of whipped cream, <laughs> excuse me, ripped cream uh, for the head. But he, uh, I call him a he uh, because he's just exuding sexual masculine energy. And he's got these <laughs> tiny wrists and honestly not very muscular hands, but then connected to them is just bulging biceps and pectoral muscles and abs and muscles that I didn't even know existed on the human body. And I, I don't know about you two, but when I'm not recording a podcast, I'm lifting weights at the gym. <laughs> and if I saw a bunch of people just filling their mouths with ripped cream with creatine at the gym, I think it would just be a better place. Yeah. I definitely saw a lot of people do it in the, the walk-in freezer at the restaurant I used to work at. So <laughs> <laughs> Ripping some ripped cream. All right. I've got another product here. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's good. Just just feast your eyes on it. 
And Katie, would you mind describing this for the audience? (laughs) Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, this is... (laughs) <laughs> this is Kentucky Fried Chicken Astroglide. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's Astroglide? <laughs> it's lube. It's just oh. lube. So it's got Colonel Sanders okay. at the top there, and it says the Seduction Collection. Colonel Sanders oh, wow. looking fucking sexy too. Yeah, that it's- that coy coy <laughs> smile. <laughs> a daddy, a young. Daddy Sanders. <laughs> I can't stop picturing his tie as a stick body. All I see though. is a little little tiny stick figure <laughs> body. I was going to bring it up at the end of the bit, but it looks like a Sorry. giant head on a tiny stick figure body, and it's so funny. Now, this does say original recipe, chicken-based mm. personal lubrication. <laughs> chicken-based. Oh. Chicken-based. I don't see the problem with just getting some fried chicken and just using the grease from damn (laughs) it's sexy and schmaltzy (laughs) don't repeat that to anyone (laughs) okay it's safe it's locked you me captain the internet secret safe oh my gosh so is this fake? <laughs> because I know they did come out with a steamy KFC movie it was like a real thing no, no, it's 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 not real. Okay. But yeah. uh that is definitely Mario <laughs> Lopez, so they're using the imagery from that <laughs> fake commercial movie. Mm. Oh my god. I think this would sell. I know it would sell. <laughs> I would buy it. <laughs> I would buy it. And if you could <laughs> if you could cover your Halloweener in Kentucky Fried Chicken Astro Glide, you got a fucking meal going. <laughs> Like, it's gonna smell good. It's gonna feel good. It's it's my, what the body craves. I I, I I think my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite part though is the the man in the background is a lens crafter commercial. That is Mario is really? Lopez. He was in. The, he played Colonel Sanders in a steamy lifetime esque movie. It looks it like so a freaking lens crafter. Ad. It does. That's because he's a gorgeous man. He is the he's everything I want. Don't fuck chickens, please. <laughs> I wasn't going to. <laughs> Don't fuck, fuck chickens, fuck Mario Lopez. Oh god. <laughs> We're having fun. <laughs> so I, I think for me the takeaway here is this. Like they they pictured a four ounce container, but I could see springing for a family size bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to leave you with this last one. <laughs> <laughs> Why are those fingers so long? <laughs> Why are the on the can <laughs> in front of these exceptionally long fingers? They didn't have to be, which are long for no reason at all. <laughs> it just says teeth, T E E F teeth, and it's a bowl full of human teeth. <laughs> the funniest thing about this picture is the kosher star at the bottom. <laughs> that shit is oh, sending man. me. These teeth are kosher. Don't worry. <laughs> oh my god, uh, teeth. <laughs> I mean, you got to get your calcium somehow.
It was his unfinished business. He always secretly wanted to know what happens in that movie. And now, now he knows. He's like that photograph of Back to the Future. Back to the what? Only one of the greatest sci-fi adventure films of all time about a guy who goes back in time. To have sex with his mom. Everyone loves that movie. That sounds gross. I have absolutely no interest in seeing that. Ever. He's... Guys, he's, he's turning solid again. All right, well, thanks for doing the seance skit with us, Matt. Yeah, I'll see you later. Happy Halloween, folks. Happy, Happy Halloween! Halloween. <laughs> These teeth are kosher. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, my God. Teeth. <laughs> I mean, you got to get your calcium somehow. Yeah, uh, but speaking of teeth, I think you had a uh, kind of a teeth-related question, Cap. I have a biting question here from our No Stupid Questions. Katie, are you familiar with our No Stupid Questions? I'm not. Well, this is a, a specific little niche cut out in a lovely little grotto of the internet where any question you ask is inherently not stupid. So you can ask whatever you want, and you <laughs> won't get chided about it. You could be the smartest person on the internet or the dumbest person on the internet. doesn't matter. Your questions are equal here. <laughs> so I have a question posted by user Sadie Loco that asks, what is the organ pipe song they play when Dracula sucks blood? Oh. And I like, I'm reading this out loud for the first time, and I like that it says organ pipe song instead of pipe organ song, because that makes me think of like a fleshy organ. But what did you say, right? <laughs> of course, we all know the answer to this question. I'm looking at all of you. You all have faces that say, I know the answer to this question. And obviously, it's Toccata and Fugue. We all know the song. Ryan, if you would play me a little snippet, please. A completely legal snippet. Yeah, sure. Um... Exactly. So we, yep, 100%. Full <laughs> taste of this. <laughs> I, I actually don't know that. I don't, I don't know the next part. Memorize, I'm sorry. That's all we need. I don't even so know if I'm going to play the real music now. <laughs> we all know that this song, when the vampire is tilting over the suck E and taking their blood, we all know this is a song that plays. But I, for the life of me, Cannot find a single instance where this song is played in a movie or film or TV show at the same time as Dracula or any vampire sucking blood. I find that so incredibly difficult to believe. Me too. I looked. I scoured. I scoured <laughs> the internet. I have found that there are a few movies that have done this. Notably, 1931, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, which I think people could possibly confuse for like... Movie, monster, black and white, scary. This was the opening song of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in 1931. All right. Famously, neither Dr. Jekyll nor Mr. Hyde were vampires. That is true. Mm -hmm. The song is also <laughs> in, it's the opening number of Disney's Fantasia, which I didn't remember at all. I've definitely seen that uh -huh. like a thousand times. It's in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And everybody knows, I'm sure we all know, we all love Johnny Depp and his movies. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, Davy Jones oh. plays this on a big organ pipe with his tentacles. Uh, and Davy mm -hmm. Jones and, and that being a, a some sort of squid octopus uh, octopus Bill man. Bill Nighy squid octopus man. Yes, exactly. Yep. And lovely not, fellow. No vampiric does not drink blood. Nope. Does not drink blood. 
that maybe we know eats of. fish. Do, yeah, it doesn't show <laughs> him not. It doesn't show him drinking it, blood, so he could. It is a PG movie. It is a PG <laughs> movie. PG standing for pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that I know what happened here. Okay, I have. I think I've maybe solved this mystery, and I think it is a big Mandela effect for everybody to think that this is Dracula's song because it is famously in a movie called The Black Cat from 1934, which stars Dracula himself, Bela Lugosi. Okay. And no matter what movie Bela Lugosi is in, he kind of looks like Dracula. It's like Dracula... Like, I watched an entire Dracula movie. He didn't get thirsty once. <laughs> <laughs> Not once. So I don't I don't know how this happened. And I, I'd like thoughts on it because I 100% thought that this was tied to Dracula in some way. So this was a song composed by Bach in the 18th century, 1703. All right. Which is probably when, like, Dracula was born, right? Yeah, well, it was right after the Salem witch trials, so it could have been it could have been a soundtrack to some to, to some witch burnings. Like there might have been somebody in the crowd just going, <laughs> "Hang the witch!" <laughs> I think this, that's just what it is. This song is just creepy. It like it it, it really is. does invoke a kind of sexy vampiric creepiness that honestly I love. Yeah, it's it's gothic AF. It's gothic AF. Thank you. And like old school gothic. Gothic, not goth. There's there is a difference, though it is goth too. But it is gothic mm-hmm. first and foremost. So, what is the organ pipe song that they play when Dracula sucks blood? That is "Toccata and Fugue" by Bach. It does not connect with Dracula, but I think at this point it does because it's just what everyone thinks. It's what everyone thinks, and I have to believe like that there that there's something that's just not being covered here. Like my first thought was like a Scooby Doo cartoon. Right. Or, and I looked I looked through television appearances. <laughs> I looked through uh, like radio shows. I literally I, crawled minute by minute through Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed because when I Googled <laughs> it, when I Googled this, when I Googled Takata and Fugue Scooby-Doo, it came up with the Scooby-Doo scou- soundtrack. But it turns out it was just a playlist on Spotify for Halloween music that had Takata and Fugue and the Scooby-Doo theme song. And I saw a lot of people like putting this song over the Nosferatu movie, but it's not actually yep. in that movie. These are just fan edits. Mm-hmm. Everything's a lie. The song is not connected to Dracula, but but it is. And we can all just agree that it is. This is not a stupid question. This is Dracula's song. I stand by it. Starting now, Dracula and Fugue. Can you read the title of this slide? Because it makes me happy. Takata in <laughs> Confusion. <laughs> That's pretty fucking funny. I didn't even read that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I think that there's got there's got to be some sort of there's got to be some <clears throat> sort of overlap in, in some sort of kids cartoon at some point that that instilled this in us in our childhood. And it's just grown into adulthood with no serious media uh, replicating it because everybody's kind of associating it already. It'd be almost too on the nose, but it's never yeah. happened. And if somebody finds that clip and it's not edited, sent it in. Don't wreck yourself at gmail.com. Probably uh, it's right. It's wreck your, it's wreck your pot at gmail.com. Thank uh, you. Go, go sign up for the shrimp and crits. Patreon at fond of me, lobster.com. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up for our Patreon, then send a message to us saying where this is, and we'll all be, you know, you'll give me $5, I'll feel good, you'll feel good, and I'll never talk about Dracula again. Ever? Wink. All right, so 
we are one of the one of the wonderful things about doing this show is being able to Im- impose homework on our guests. And Katie, it's your <laughs> it's your first time on the show, and you you picked one of our uh, one of our topics from the list today. Do you want to uh, introduce it and and tell us what you found? Yes. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I had to pull it up on my tiny pocket robot and my big robot. Okay. What are you talking about? <laughs> I to- She's talking about her phone. Her <laughs> my robot. tiny pocket robot. I'm 100% with you, Katie. Cap is a <laughs> Katie, here is your article. Cap the Luddite. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what part of Reddit is this from? Oh, histories, history mysteries. Ooh, I'm already intrigued. I am not familiar with Reddit. Please, please don't judge me. <laughs> I'm I'm not a redditor. Oh, you even got it right. I feel like you are. You're lying to us. Though I, I did apply to work there anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this was on what 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 job what job did you apply for at Reddit? It was like a like a a talent sourcing manager. Okay, that's so kind of what like my field is. <laughs> yeah, I said it went well. No, I'd be working for them now happily. <laughs> no, you know what? You know, you know the problem is nobody nobody hired her, and she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> you're, the the you're the talent. You're the talent That's sourcing. True. How can you source the talent when you're the talent? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Okay. All right. So this is on is it called a subreddit? Oh my god, I sound Yeah, so you're dumb. crushing yeah. it. You know all the lingo already. <laughs> this is on the subreddit History Mysteries. Hosted by do I need to say this person's name? Yeah. Okay. This is oh, oh gosh. Oh, gosh. Okay. Posted by J.A. Hernandez writes. Um, We got a we got a we got a a, a scribe on our hands. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he sounds professional. He uses his real name and everything. So this is. Oh, my God. I should have probably looked up how to pronounce it. I don't want to butcher it. Tomoka's what your heart tells you. Uh, Tomoka's. We are we are literally just. Three, three white presenting people trying to pronounce yep. the name of a Native American leader who was, uh, in most likelihood, if not murdered, then certainly oppressed by white colonizers. Yes, so absolutely. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sweat. So I, I, I wouldn't sweat too hard about us mispronouncing his name being the worst thing that's happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> I am googling how to pronounce it though. I, I would guess Tomoka. I think yeah, it's I was Tomoka. 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 <clears throat> Tomica. Just, he goes by Tom. <laughs> no, that's white. <laughs> <laughs> You're not to say that. Stop whitewashing Tomica's carnivorous pink cloud. To- <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So I I forgot where I was. Okay. You said their name. Yes. <laughs> so you were you were you thought about saying their name. <laughs> yes, I thought about it. All right. And this post is on Tomaka's carnivorous pink cloud. From around 1955 until 1966, residents were terrorized by a thick, creeping ground fog in the woods of Tamaka River, west of Daytona. That's Florida, for those who don't know. In those days, the area around Tamaka River was about as rural as you could get. I'm mainly picturing cows and alligators here with little farmhouses dotting the fields. The carnivorous cloud... Those are details that you can only get from a writer like Dave Hernandez. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> a professional. The prose um, the is car- out of this world. <laughs> the carnivorous cloud. 
tended to show itself in cooler weather and rolled across the forest, dissolving foliage and digesting anything or anyone unfortunate enough to be in its path. The thing killed about a dozen people, leaving only bones behind. Oh, that's... What? Yeah. Ominous. Is Have this... you never heard about this? It's crazy. Is this real? I, I had never heard, I'd never heard about it before I found this post and made Katie research it. You're from that area, Katie. Tell me about this. Yeah, I've actually heard about it. <laughs> I'm from Mississippi. Same thing. <laughs> it's like a thousand miles away. <laughs> um, I actually heard about this on another podcast. And God, I wish I could remember what podcast it was. It was one of the big ones. <laughs> and I, I, for the life of me. It's, it's actually for legal reasons. It's better if you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Makes it much harder for them but, to sue us for stealing their content. <laughs> yeah. But basically, I think it's not real. <laughs> I'm just going to come out and say that. Okay. I Because you can't find anything about the dozen people that died. There's nothing. There's no names. I feel like if this was a real occurrence. Yeah. Uh, like well, a real they, how thing. How would they identify? Like, would they have <laughs> dental records? Like, this is from 1955 no, but... to 1966. <laughs> were dental records really all that common? Like, no oh, shit. Here's a bunch of bones. I feel like if Teddy watched his mom go into this pink cloud and never come out, this has like, to be like <laughs> Teddy would there were know. bones already there that got bubbled up by some swamp gas or something yeah. and just well, presented uh, themselves as this cloud flew over, right? This cloud didn't eat <laughs> people. This is Doctor Who. This is <laughs> this is nothing. Well, okay, so let, let let's 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 tackle this in two different parts. One is mm-hmm. was there a cloud? And the second part is it's like it's like we we've got like a little flow chart here. Was there a cloud? If yes, did it eat people? If no, <laughs> And and end of story. That's it. That's the whole claim. So was there yeah, a cloud? Yeah. Maybe there's no way to prove. Like it's it's just gases floating around. You can't prove whether this cloud of pink gas existed or not. They at this had point, cameras. They could have taken a picture. Black <laughs> and white sure cameras would have just looked like regular fog. <laughs> <laughs> but there are there are some theories though. Okay. Um, and like the, the theories start with. The most prevalent one, which is a Native American curse. We had it come and go on. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> we deserved it. <laughs> um, At the very least. Yeah, yeah. And it was Chief Tomoki. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Chief Tomaki? Tomoki, Tomaki. You is say tomato, I? I say tomato. Is there an I? Because there's an A elsewhere. Tomoka is the city oh. or is the area, but the chief's name was Tamaki. It could be a grammatical thing. It could be like a it could be like a genitive case or something like that. I don't know how they conjugate names in native yeah. tongues. That's not white yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically he grabbed a golden cup and drank some water from a sacred spring. Okay, this is uh, all which, sounding very familiar. Yeah. Yes, which violated <laughs> violated some some rules of his his people. Um, so the tribe attacked him, but he was invincible because he kept drinking mm. the water because, you know, uh-huh. and so they shot him with arrows. And so then a beautiful maiden oh. named Alita walked up to him. OK, and 
she put a poison arrow right, right into his heart. <gasps> and since then, his spirit wanders the mist of the Tamaka River. You know what I found <laughs> like super comforting about that entire story of a person given unto godlike powers due to drinking from a magical spring with a golden cup? It's that there were no white people in that story murdering Native <laughs> Americans. Like, I was pleasantly surprised because that totally 100% was what I was expecting. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, well, he obviously must have gotten what he wanted with his unresolved issues as a ghost pink cloud because it was just like this one time, right? Yeah. He's not still but, haunting Daytona Beach. Well, that's, that's the problem with this theory was that that obviously happened a very long time ago. So, like, why is he coming back to seek revenge in 1955? <laughs> uh, that's a very strange year, yeah. Because <laughs> he saw everything that happened between the 1600s when this occurred and 1955. And he was just like, enough is enough. <laughs> why do you yeah, all keep and, doing this? So I guess the Native American curse is is, is like... Is there any indication whether he's initiating the curse? Like, oh, I'm going to wreak my revenge on anybody living here because I was stopped from achieving godhood. Or is this a curse because uh, the powers or sp- uh, the, the spiritual forces that infused the spring with magic were angered by his desecration of their holy site? Which, why would you even put that there if you didn't want them to get into it? I think it has to do with Floridians. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> The, the um, old drugs theory. I mean, this this wonderful professional writer, Jay Hernandez, even has. He mentions that they had a, a statue erected in the 1950s. Of, now, I've seen this statue on all these occult websites that I found myself on looking into this. Yeah, but then Florida let it go into disrepair. So maybe, maybe Classic. he was very upset. That his beautiful statue was fucked up. But no, wait, you said it was put up in the 50s and he was killing people in the 50s. It's fucked up now. Maybe it was the statue that summoned him. True. The second theory, which makes way more sense, is swamp gas. <laughs> so this that's a rational explanation for what people might have observed, assuming mm-hmm. that the cloud has not murdered people or could it yeah. have murdered people with just the the nature of the gases that make up the swamp gas. I have mm-hmm. a weird idea. Okay, just I'm, off the I'm, top of my head, I'm into it. Are you familiar with Red Tide? <laughs> yes. I am. Which is that? Is that one of these theories? Because if that like seeps into the swamp and then we get some sort of swamp gas belches, I feel like that could be pretty close to pink, it, and it also makes you like ill. Maybe, yeah. I, I mean, I could see somebody getting sick and then, um, maybe explaining it poorly and having and then having it grow over time into the urban myth of a creeping pink fog that. Right. Devours people. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's, that's my guess. I'm putting it in. I'm locking it away in this box forever. <laughs> that's my guess. Another theory is ghosts, which is, I mean, that's the same <laughs> thing as the first, <laughs> just ghost. Right. And that, that gets down to the difference between whether it's a curse or a ghost. Yeah. King Tamaka being like, I'm going to fuck you guys up forever. And the gods that he offended saying, I'm going to fuck you guys up forever. That's the difference. Like, ghost is clearly. That's the king and or his victims. I'm going to fuck you up from 1955 to 1966 specifically. <laughs> I'm going to fuck you up for always, but it's going to take me 300 years to summon my power. There's a long line for power. <laughs> I, 
another theory, and this one's way above my head, is hydrofluoric mm-hmm. acid and Rayleigh scattering. I, I don't know what that means. Okay, I did take a peek at that. I think the hydrofluoric mm-hmm. acid in this case is a a naturally occur like a naturally occurring acidic cloud that could have mm-hmm. formed, and it would have been um, colorless. It would have been colorless and odorless. Yes. However, Rayleigh scattering is basically light hitting at a certain angle. It's like what when you're looking at the sunset, why it turns like uh, why, why, why the natural beauty of the world is uh, adorned in raiments of violet and gold. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is that why it's tra- called ray tracing in video games? Does that have anything to do with it? I have no idea. <laughs> Me neither. No I've heard ray tracing and this sounds like something to do with light. I don't know. Ray, ray tracing sounds like something that a bounty hunter has to do in Florida when Ray goes missing. <laughs> ray tracing sounds like J.J. <laughs> Abrams' big mistake with the Star Wars <laughs> franchise <laughs> that's a good one then I, I think there was one more theory that had kind of a similar uh, mm-hmm. kind of it's a similar another event. interesting theory and, and it said rocket ships and water vapor so the idea there was that rocket ships being launched in Florida could have released vapors into the atmosphere, which caught which caught the light in a certain way that created pink clouds. But that doesn't necessarily explain a creeping fog. So I'm I'm kind of I, yeah. I think that one's a, a more dubious assertion. And what we went to the moon in '69, right? Nice. <laughs> so there's probably some test rockets Cap, before Cap, then. Cap, you were on episode 69 of the show, and I like to think that we went to the moon. You know. <laughs> You and me, baby. With hunger in our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Searching for the Halloweeners of lore. I ate the whole cheese. <laughs> now, I think, I think I have another theory, okay, though. Okay, go ahead. Oh, do tell. <laughs> My theory <laughs> uh-huh. is that it was a gender reveal gone wrong. <laughs> oh! Oh, a Florida man gender reveal. I exactly. You win. Gender reveal. Cloud. Pink cloud. It's pink. That, 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 that devours. It makes that sense. devours the flesh off people's bones. This is one hundred percent a gender reveal gone wrong. You win the internet tonight. Yes. You do. Yes. Um, that's <laughs> that's all. I, I answered this mystery. <laughs> Myth busted. And it's no longer history's <laughs> mysteries. It's history's. It's r slash history explained. Done. <laughs> it was his unfinished business. He always secretly wanted to know what happens in that movie. I had absolutely no interest in seeing it. He's, guys, he's, he's turning solid again. He's gone. It's sad. We can we can never tell him that Doc Brown reads Marty's letter and wears body armor so that he doesn't actually die after those Libyans gun him down. And he can never know about the complex socio-political undertones boiling beneath the popcorn crunching surface of the film. But can we tell him about the hoverboard? Yeah, the, the hoverboard's fine. Sequels don't count. Makes sense. And it's no longer history's mysteries, it's history's, it's r slash history explained. Done. (laughs) So I actually had a topic that I wanted to present today from r slash am I the asshole? 
And Ooh. this was posted by user Chupacabra Throw Array. Uh, <laughs> so that, that's just, just so you know, it's in the question. Uh, and they want to know, <laughs> am I the asshole for teaching my niece to say El Chupacabra <laughs> when her mom says, you know what really gets my goat? Uh, this is a 20-year-old male. <laughs> his niece is four. And his sister is 32. He explains, my sister has a habit of saying, you know what really gets my goat? She probably says it seven or eight times a day. So like that Tumblr post, I taught my niece to say El Chupacabra when her mom says it. It sounds more like Esupacaba, though, because she's four, but it's adorable. <laughs> I told my niece it was a monster from Mexico that eats goats, and she didn't seem scared or anything. Probably because the monster she knows is the only monster she knows. Probably because the only monster she knows. Sorry. They didn't say because I said cause probably mm-hmm. I'm sorry, probably cause they also didn't, they also say, didn't say probably. Say probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is probably <laughs> for me. Um, probably because <laughs> the only monster she knows is cookie monster. But apparently now my niece walks around the house saying El Chupacabra all day. And my, now my sister and brother-in-law are mad at me for teaching her this. But in my opinion, it's kind of adorable and also harmless. But like she's my sister's kid, so I don't know. I just want to say that it's crazy that we're all spoiled by J. Hay Hernandez <laughs> rights and their <laughs> brilliant fiction because we had a hard time yeah, with Chupacabra that. Chupacabra Throw Array <laughs> is not the it is not the most eloquent not a writer. That's not in the title. That's <laughs> not in yeah. the title. Yeah. Um, so yeah, gut gut reaction. Uh, teaching young kids to say possibly inappropriate things to their parents. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I love I, it. I, I, this one specifically I love because I feel like it doesn't really hurt anybody and it's kind of adorable. And it yeah. might stop the mom or sister saying, you know, it really gets my goat because I'm sure if you say that seven to eight times a day, that's you just, don't really get. You don't really get her goat. That's a you don't really gets her goat. Her daughter mm-hmm. saying El Chupacabra. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a parent. Apparently, yeah. And I think anytime, <laughs> I think anytime my one year old repeats any phrase, that it's the best thing ever. Today, I told her how to say shit. So, <laughs> you know, crushing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably not the greatest to ask here, but also, I love my brother and sister in law. Mm-hmm. But if I could fuck with them <laughs> by teaching my nephews how to say something that would just annoy the shit out of them all day long, I would absolutely do it. I would. Do it. Am, am I the asshole? Maybe, maybe <laughs> it's possible. Uh, so, what I, what I thought was really kind of interesting about this was I, I started looking into this real quick because I wanted to make sure I had a really strong understanding of what El Chupacabra is. Like, I, I, I kind of know what it is. Like, it's an animal that attacks and drains the blood out of goats. Uh, but in looking into it. We kind of assume when things come from other cultures that they have this kind of long and storied, you know, past. It ties into the ancient folklore of a people. But the chupacabra actually really only goes back to the mid 90s. It is a relatively recent invention. Uh, there was some mention of uh, it starts off in Puerto Rico, and there 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 is some history of uh, livestock allegedly being murdered. In Puerto Rico in 1975, and that's attributed to a, end quote, 
El Vampiro de Mocha, a.k.a. the Vampire of Mocha, who may or may not have been a satanic cult. As as the rumors go, so so it's it, it's possible that there's some sort of animalistic vampire running around out there, or a human vampire, or possibly just a group of satanists uh, running around draining the blood out of goats and and, and other livestock. But there's another mass livestock killing event in 1995, and that's when Chupacabra actually takes off. The name is coined by a radio DJ named Silverio Perez, who popularized it, um, and. Fairly contemporaneously, there is an eyewitness account from a woman named Madeline Tolentino. Uh, she is the best, the most descriptive Chupacabra account, uh, and, and she is the closest to the point of origin. However, she also mentions that the Chupacabra looks like the alien from the film Species, which also came out in 1995. <laughs> and coincidentally, she had seen the film already. Okay. And was also, also coincidentally, also convinced that the events of the films were really taking place in Puerto Rico in 1995. Ah, reliable. As a result of that, she's not currently considered to be a reliable eyewitness. <laughs> because she thinks there's an alien invasion in Puerto Rico. Since 1995, Chupacabra sightings have been reported in Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Dominican Republic, El Salvador, Honduras, Nicaragua, Panama, Peru, and the United States mainland in the southwest as well as from Florida up to Maine. So Chupacabra is getting around. And what I think is really interesting is in 2018, there were actually several reports in India. Interesting. Which to me indicates, yeah, that indicates that the myth of the Chupacabra is actually continuing to spread beyond countries with large Spanish-speaking populations. So this is, it's becoming a thing. Like we're literally witnessing in our lifetime a supernatural horror figure, like a, 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 a boogeyman or a monster being born. I love this. I've definitely seen a lot of shows and clips of supposed Chupacabras in like Texas and stuff. Yeah. I, I, you know, I love me a cryptid. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's a cryptid that was literally invented in 1995. So this monster has roots that aren't very deep. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting is like there, there are a lot of scholars that have looked into the claims. One investigator, Dr. David Morales, he's a veterinarian at the Bureau of Agriculture, and he's based out of Puerto Rico. He ruled out cryptid attacks in 300 supposed cases, having found that they had not been drained to blood, which was the primary mm -hmm. you know, thing that would distinguish them from a regular animal attack. A University of Michigan biologist, Barry O'Connor, uh, stated in a 2010 report that he believes that reports in the U.S. are likely coyotes or wild dogs infected with Sarcoptes scabii, which is just, uh, I assume, some sort of scabies. Uh, a parasite that results in massive hair loss, thickened skin, and a foul odor. Animals in a weakened state could venture into settled areas, because typically speaking, wild animals are going to avoid human settlement uh, in search of easier prey, a.k.a. livestock. And then the characteristic puncture wounds on the neck of their victims would correspond with canine teeth. And that's a normal animal predator tactic. You know, when a lion fells a gazelle, it goes for the jugular. Yeah, that's why, like, uh, sheepdogs wear those spikes around their necks, because it's the first place that a wolf is going to bite. Yep. And they look badass. And they just yeah, look they so... Look, they look really cool. <laughs> yeah, real goth. <laughs> so I think we already determined this guy's not the asshole, right? 
<laughs> I'm the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think this person's no. the asshole. No, there's way worse things you could teach your yeah. niece to say. He could say, fuck you, mom. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so you can say fuck here. It's okay. You can you can say fuck. Cap, would you like to present the next topic since you indicated that you are not a candy giver outer? Wow, way to put me on blast, Ryan. Yes, I would love to. You put to. yourself on blast at the start of the episode. Now, this comes to us from a uh, great little corner of the internet called Our Unethical Life Pro Tips. So there is a Life Pro Tips subreddit but this is this is the flip side of that <laughs> coin. This is our unethical life pro tips. <laughs> okay. So, uh, user browser mixsurf lurker. <laughs> <laughs> they ask, or no, they tell us. They give us like a gift on Halloween. This unethical life pro tip. Too cheap to buy Halloween candy. Put a large bowl out on your front porch early in the night that says, please only... Nope, I left a word out of there completely. Put a large empty bowl out on your front porch early in the night that says, please only take two exclamation point smiley face. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, so, supposed to, you're supposed to put exclamation point smiley face inside of the quotations. Like, that has to be on the sign, smiley face. And the quotations just also need to be there. <laughs> I, I, well, I don't see why you wouldn't. <laughs> so... Uh, they say that, uh, obviously, by this, you would look like the good guy in the situation for allowing kids to take two instead of just one, like everybody else says. And everyone who shows up will assume that some asshole kid took the whole bowl. You keep a small stash of candy inside in case someone <laughs> knocks to inform you that you've been raided and you can give them those smarties that you weren't going to eat anyway as a little bonus. But then they're a narc and they really don't deserve candy. Yeah, <laughs> and honestly... Just tell them that you don't have any candy and you eat the candy. Right in front of them. Just say, I don't have any mm -hmm. candy while putting <laughs> uh, Reese's Pieces right in your mouth in front oh. of them. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite Halloween candy? Um, <laughs> Twix. That's good because you always have one to share. Oh. Mm -hmm. Though they, do, they sell the individual <laughs> Except <ones>. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't share. Nope. More unethical life pro tips. Do not share your Twix. <laughs> Nope. Or your Kit Kats. <laughs> mm -mm. For the same reason, Reese's Cups. Yep. There's two in there. Those are both for you. Mm -hmm. You've earned it. Mm -hmm. That's why when I buy Reese's <laughs> Cups, I don't buy the multi-packs. I just buy like the jumbo-sized one. Uh, the, the Christmas tree or the pumpkin. Yeah, yeah. The one that, or, or the one that's just shaped like a, like a one-pound cup of Reese's peanut butter. Oh, my chocolate. gosh. Swim in that. I love I will, it. I will <laughs> fuck it up. I love that peanut butter. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even remember the question we're looking at. Let's get there. <laughs> so have you done this? And do you think this will work? Um, I think it would absolutely work. <laughs> Kids are dumb. <laughs> Kids are dumb. But I will... I will say in our neighborhood, um, the parents are lazy and don't get out of the vehicle. Mm. So the dumb kids that can't read run up to the porch sure. and see an empty bowl and just assume that it's all gone. And they're probably just sad that they don't, yeah. they don't see any, you know. And then they egg your house. Yeah. Then they yeah. Egg your house and, and their parents <laughs> hand them the eggs. And the cycle yeah. continues. Like I said, we, we are we, we go to my parents' neighborhood and we walk around. We usually have a stroller and the stroller has uh, 
drink holders, Cup holders. So we keep our beers there. <laughs> I don't give a shit if my kids get candy. In fact, that, that is my least favorite part of Halloween is how much candy my kids get because, you know, you try to keep your kids on the straight and narrow as far as health goes. And my daughter Harper will house an entire bag of candy if you don't tell her not to. So I am perfectly okay if somebody does this. It's like, oh shit, no free handfuls of candy for my kids. Not only, not only do I think that this would work, but I think as me as a parent would appreciate it because I don't give a fuck how much candy my kids get. Uh, all I care is that they get the right assortment of candy so that I can pick out the prize pieces for myself while they're at school. The ones that they're putting drugs in. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's correct. Oh, I, can I just. Can we just bust yeah. that myth real quick? Candy drugs, not real. They recently found a shipment of like fentanyl inside of like Skittles packs. They're not giving those to children. They're using it to smuggle the drugs in. Yeah, drugs are Drug- expensive. Nobody's <laughs> giving them to your kids for free. And and if they are, <laughs> let me know where they live because I'd like to go trick-or-treating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if every other house did this, then maybe America would be a little a little more healthy. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's a take. I wasn't expecting. It's a little judgy. (laughs) Today on Pumpkin Talk, Katie gets real. (laughs) Like, okay, if this was a different subreddit, though, I think this person might be the asshole. Because you don't, it's well, like, I mean, it's, this part, everybody on un, unethical life pro tips is 100% the asshole. <laughs> it's like, it's a thing. It is a agreed upon thing that if you turn your lights off, and you like yeah, just, have Halloween decorations up. Don't go to that you don't house have to and lie. Not give you candy. You don't have to lie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah you don't have to just put a, lie. A, a trap, a, a string and box <laughs> trap to catch kids in on your front porch. <laughs> they could just not come and it would be fine. Yeah, why are you making them walk the extra? Exactly. Like- <laughs> That's just so mean. 100% agree. I 100% agree. I do not decorate my house for Halloween. And I actually turn the lights off and then I drive to my parents' house so that my kids can trick or treat in a good neighborhood. Yeah, because you're not satanic. Well, no, I, I, I live, next to, I live next to a horse farm, so the, the number of doors that they can knock on are pretty limited. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to scare the horses. And- yeah, and we don't want to scare <laughs> the horses. Um, <laughs> Uh, but speaking of things that scare horses, I found this image on Imgur. Im- is it spelled Imgur? Im- Imgur? I-M-G-U-R? No one truly Imgur. knows. I-, I think it's Imgur. Uh. Lost to time. <laughs> but it is a folksy Depression era dude leaning on a shotgun, holding what appears to be a dead giant grasshopper that looks to be at least three feet long and probably weighs about 25 to 30 pounds. At the bottom... It says grasshopper shot near Miles City, Montana. Copyright. It looks like a copyright logo. 1937's Cole Studio, Glasgow, Montana. Uh, so I guess my first question is, would you eat it? <laughs> I mean, no. that's good eating. I was about to say. I was. I was waiting to say. <laughs> grasshoppers like a thing you eat, covered in chocolate and whatnot. Like you can eat. You can eat grasshoppers and locusts mm-hmm. and, and similar. And grasshoppers are locusts. They're just. It all depends on whether they're in a swarm. Like a group of grasshoppers is a swarm of locusts. Right. I just I think once it gets that big, eating it becomes like you have the whole thing necessary. (laughs) Well, you need to do like a regular cricket grasshopper. You can just pop in your mouth and chew. This is Uh like you have to do cuts of it. Like there has to be. Well, I think, you'd have to get, I think you'd have to get out like your, your crab claw crackers and, and just just dig into it like a lobster. Oh, big lobster. Okay. no. Yeah, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Just snap those puppies mm-hmm. off. Get that sweet meat. Second question is, is it real? No. I wish in my <laughs> Every, in my happiest place. This is a real picture. Yes. In my yeah. happiest place. It is also a real picture because I would eat the shit out of that fucking grasshopper. <laughs> I would just it's like Pokemon. 
It, it is like Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like land prawns. Everything about this just screams authenticity in a lot of ways. Because I mean, the 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 image itself looks well aged. It doesn't actually look photoshopped in any the way. The writing is what gets me. The writing is what gets you because that's something that they would do in you know when you, when you're dealing with a uh, you you would etch it into the negative. You know what I mean? So you'd etch the note into the note into the negative, or you could or you could put it on there. So that that is a very dated way of marking photographs that gives it an air of authenticity. So in researching this, uh, I found that this is part of a phenomenon of uh, absurd postcards that made the rounds of the oh, 20th century. These are good. This particular genre was called a whopper hopper. And, and they were printed postcards. And there were a couple studios that were out there just generating absurd postcards. And, and grasshoppers were just one type. So I've got a couple images here that I'm showing you. Uh, one appears to be a farmer with a giant grasshopper loaded on the back of a flatbed. That grasshopper looks to be about the size of a about the size of a car. <laughs> yeah, that is massive. Yeah. Hauling them out. I love it. <laughs> and then the other one is a woman standing in what looks to be a cabbage field, uh, pointing a shotgun at a giant grasshopper that looks to be about three feet long point blank that is significantly bigger than the one in the first picture also why is she just smiling <laughs> i would be screaming <laughs> she loves to murder she's gr- she is grimacing because she's gonna have to take this life um this totally looks like a smile <laughs> so <laughs> she's a sadist i don't know uh but the grasshopper <laughs> in the uh photo with the woman getting ready to shoot it it, it looks like a like a wooden model to me mm-hmm. um so it's like they they were creating these pra- these things for practical effects. So I, I found some additional annotation about this. So this is actually part of a, an entire genre. These are so good. So the National Museum of American History posted an article about these prank cards on April Fool's Day in 2013, uh, indicating that they were super popular between 1900 and 1917. Uh, and obviously the tradition carries on because our first example was from 1937. But we got another one with a little boy riding riding a giant grasshopper, a man with a giant rabbit slung over his back, and the rabbit's about the size of a deer. And then uh, another one with uh, a bunch of guys loading humongous onions. Like these onions look like they're two hundred pounds. <laughs> those are boulder onions. Yeah, those yeah. are. <laughs> and they're loading them onto the back of a cart. So it, it, it's kind of interesting from a from a couple different standpoints. Uh, it ties into like American tall tales. Giants have always been a part of uh, human folklore since the beginning. I mean, uh, the oldest the oldest written story we have access to is Gilgamesh, and Gilgamesh goes to uh, the land the, the the cedar forest and fights Humbawa, the giant, for the rights to chop down all the trees there and turn the Middle East into a wasteland. See, these are so like wholesome, like wholesome, like postcard memes and then today we have teeth yeah, yeah. <laughs> can of yeah, teeth yeah these are absolutely <laughs> these are absolutely meme images and back in the day you'd find a meme at the corner store and then you would buy the meme and you would write a special note on it and send it to your friend <laughs> by post in the hopes that they would appreciate it upon reception so sweet i love these they 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 pose a fantastical world and i'm yeah i'm sold on it I would frame this in my house, but not that fucking teeth image or <laughs> the ripped cream. Yeah. So some some of the analysis on this uh, in that Smithsonian article 
was was pretty interesting because they pointed out that this is during like the Dust Bowl, so this could be seen as kind of a pick me up, but it also spoke to the you know the view of the uh, the American self made tame the wilderness. Like America is such a wild land still, and these people are out there taming it. So I, I thought that was an interesting take. But like I said, giants have always been part of our culture. And these postcards appearing in the early 20th century can't help but make me think that it might have fueled uh, similar media. So you have like King Kong comes out in 1933. It's about what? A giant gorilla conquering New York. And then I've got another still here. Uh, It's a bunch of bunnies. Uh, That is from (laughs) Night of the Lepus, uh, 1972. (laughs) And they are giant bunnies that overrun a town and eat people. I love that. (laughs) And then, of course, there's the classic 1997 Jennifer Lopez vehicle, Anaconda, in which Mm -hmm. and this image here is John Voight being killed by an exceptionally large snake. So let's go ahead and wrap things up. Um, I do have one final question from r slash no stupid questions posted by user no blueberry three zero five seven. I think this person (laughs) may have appeared on our show before. Have they? We do a lot of r slash no stupid questions. I think they might have. I'd have to check. The, I'd have to check the records. They have a lot of stupid questions, <laughs> and apparently, I have an allergy to blueberries. <laughs> so, no blueberry three zero five seven wants to know who should I be for Halloween? Twenty male options, and their options are Matt Murdock, a golden retriever, mm-hmm. a female cheerleader, <laughs> Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Uh, I mean, those are the only so four good. options that you can choose from. I do not want to hear either <laughs> of you suggest a fifth option because these are the <laughs> options that this 20, this 20 year old male has. Uh, Katie, is he going to be Matt Murdock, a golden retriever, a female cheerleader or Alice in Wonderland? It's a very wide array of choices, but I'm going to go with a golden retriever. I fucking <laughs> love Air Bud. Yes. <laughs> Oh man, if you okay. <laughs> he wasn't even alive for Airbud. <laughs> <laughs> if you could mix these in a certain way to give you everything you want. I'm thinking a D all of the above situation. Now, I personally I've cosplayed Matt Murdock before. Okay. And I'll tell you, mm-hmm. it's great in theory. And it looked good. I won't lie to you. It looked so did good. The, did you get the red glasses and everything? Everything. Yep. It looked so good that people were opening doors for me and guiding me <laughs> on which way to go because they thought I was blind. <laughs> and inherently, that has some issues to it. Yes, it so does. I, don't, I won't recommend <laughs> If you want to cosplay Daredevil, that's different. Mm-hmm. Matt Murdock. It feels a little bad when you do it, but if you could <laughs> combine all of these things into some sort of furry cheerleader Matt Murdock with a whimsical... <laughs> frill of Alice in Wonderland, I think you have just the perfect fetish costume. Like like if you're a blind anthropomorphic dog in a Victorian era dress. With pom-poms. With exactly. pom-poms. <laughs> uh, if I, I'm, I'm not going to go female cheerleader. That feels a little frat boy. Like I, I understand. Like it's, it's overdone. It's, it's, it's way overdone. It's never, it's never done in a, it's almost never done in a, uh, in a fun, liberating way. It's almost done in a <laughs> sort of way. It's like a caricature of femininity as opposed to, like, say, a drag performance, which is a caricature of femininity, which is different. It stopped when Robin Williams came out as the Dallas cheerleader. That was the last time it could work, and it doesn't work <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> was that before or after <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire? <laughs> I think that was after. He, like, came out with 
the Dallas cheerleaders one time in the full costume. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to Google that to make sure oh, I didn't just have that, a good that, dream that, about that's, Robin that's, Williams. See, that's a fun, empowering way to do it. And, and honestly, Robin Williams can kind of do no wrong in that sense. Yeah. I'm going to go Golden Retriever. I am 100% with you. Specifically, we are we are going Air Bud, possibly Air Bud 2 or 3. I, I think that's great. What would you be for Halloween, Ryan? Uh, if I could choose to be, like, I'd want to be a hero of the people. Obviously. And there's no bigger hero in my life than Rick Reynolds, who has been kind enough to allow us the use of his song United from the album Portals in Progress, which you can find on Amazon, iTunes and Spotify. You can find Rick at Rick Reynolds on Instagram. Go check his music out. You'll love it. Cap and Katie, would you care to share any of your social media particulars? That's what people call them now. Particulars. That's true. (laughs) There was a memo about it. Uh, specifically, you can find the two of us um, with the other two hosts of Shrimp and Crits at Shrimp and Crits. We are an actual play podcast uh, where we play tabletop games and tell stories. It is very exciting and very scary. You can find <laughs> what I find most exciting about all of this is like Pokemon. I finally got them all with this episode. Katie is the last holdout. I was going to say that in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, Katie is the last holdout from the Shrimp and Crits crew. No. You've caught them all. I have to start getting folks who have guest starred on their on their premium. And content. hold all our souls in your phylactery. Yeah, you have all the infinity stones now. What are you going to do? <laughs> I don't hold your soul in my phylactery. I hold your phylactery oh, for you. You're so gentle, too. If you want to find me <laughs> exclusively, you can find me on Twitter at Cap and Crits. And if you want to find our show, it is on any social media at Shrimp and Crits. That's Crits with a C. Katie, where, we can, where, where, where can we find you? I am on Twitter Twitter. I am on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter at Katie Stroud. That's Katie with a C. C A T I E. Because mm-hmm. for some right. reason people still and, and switch it with a Y. Number? Mother's maiden name. <laughs> I almost said it. <laughs> it was <Sorry>. very convincing. <laughs> you would have fucked up. <laughs> Uh, you don't want this. <laughs> you, you don't want my life. <laughs> Where can we find John? That their Twitter. <laughs> what? What? Okay, you know, all right, Katie. Just I think Cap asked you your quit your, your Twitter address. <laughs> you can tell we're at the end yeah. of the show. <laughs> yeah, feisty. Katie, mm-hmm. can we get your Twitter address just just one more time? <laughs> It's at Katie Stroud. That's Katie with a C, C A T I E Stroud. All right. Could I? Could uh, I be any more difficult? You're <laughs> totally fine. We're that's, fucking with that's, you. <laughs> no. We're, if it, well, I I think Cap's the difficult one. I'm yeah. being very real. I'm Wiley. Yeah. I'm uh-huh. a rascal. Yeah, and you can find me individually on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Foodicide. That is F O O D I C E. And you can find the podcast at Wreck Your Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify. No, not or Spotify. No. You can't find us on Spotify. That's it is the end of the episode. <laughs> two years <laughs> in. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Wreck Your Pod. You can also send us mail at wreckyourpod at gmail.com. Send us your question, comments, concerns, spooky stories, and tales macabre. And if between now and next week you find yourself wondering where that carnivorous pink cloud is emanating from, 
uh, we encourage you to remember that who smelt it probably dealt it. And you should check <laughs> yourself. Don't wreck yourself. We are united, but we're so far apart. And it won't change till we change. We are, but we won't. Oh. But can we tell them about the hoverboard? Yeah, the, the hoverboard's fine. Sequels don't count. Makes sense. Sequels don't count. Count, get it. Is that why I wasn't invited back for the opening skit? Maybe I should have made a joke about John Ham's dick or something stupid like that. <laughs> I have summoned them! Hey, are you guys talking about John Ham's dick? Yeah, I thought I heard someone name checking John Ham's burly hog. I'm 99% sure that's a lot of fun to do. I'm equally certain it's the real deal. Whoa, hell yeah, that's my job. Oh, 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 oh.